0: Well, there's nothing like a bloke that's running late to add a little bit of stress to the day. Peter Mullen, good morning, health and well-being. In fact, today we're actually talking about stress.
1: Well, I thought I'd run a little bit late today just to see what that feels like, that whole stress thing. Uh, no stress on me. If you don't
0: turn up or just play more music, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to think as much. So,
1: so stress. <clears throat> it's a symptom of modern life. But, um, and we all know that you know we need a certain amount of stress in our lives. Otherwise, you know... We might not achieve the things we want, like buying a house or starting a business, or all those sort of things are stressful, but we kind of need to do that to you know get to that next level so of course
0: too much is a bit too much and you've got a couple of herbs that you'll get into today to can, yeah, can help with that
1: yeah th- today i thought i'd share my top three herbs for managing stress naturally and plus some simple really simple changes that you can make to your lifestyle to help control your stress levels tips for stress that's
0: what it's kind of all about today firstly though how do we get to this point that we need to 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 take a look at stress how do we get there
1: well look i think um Look, and I'll be really keen for any listeners out there today that have found things that have particularly helped them with stress. Um, Because stress is something that we really need to manage, you know, rather than stress running us, we need to learn to manage our stress. And um, I think the first tip is recognizing, um, for me, recognizing which areas of your life cause you stress. Because sometimes when you're stressed, it's like one of those snowballs that, you know, rolls Mm. down the hill with the arms and legs sticking out all over the shop like if all of your stresses roll into one big snowball it's hard to see the forest for the trees so the first step i always say with stress is to try and work out which area of your life is causing the stress is it your workplace is it your relationship is it your relationship with kids is it um finances like try and separate it out, find, try and identify what it is exactly that is causing you the most stress.
0: I could be wrong, but <laughs> I, I reckon once you have that conversation with yourself, I, I, I reckon it would be pretty easy, if you're honest, to sort of pinpoint where the stress is coming from or where most of the bad stress is.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Like most people know you know where the stress is, is, is but we don't always stop to think, okay, what's causing me the most stress? And then once you identify what area of your life is causing the most stress, um, then you 've got the opportunity to either do something about it, you know work out a plan, get some help you know there's so many people available to help if it 's finances there's people you can talk to about your budget, if it 's relationship stuff there's counselors you can go to to speak to about that like there's so many great resources, so identify your stress and then work out a plan. One of my favorite things to do for people that are a bit overloaded and overwhelmed is on an a four piece of paper. Write down all the things that are really stressing you at the moment, even annoying things like I need to get a new pair of shoes. But oh, I, no, I need got
0: time. More, one A4 bit of paper won't do. <laughs> even if I do write small, try and <laughs> stick
1: to just the one side of that A4 paper mark. But um, what side? you do, do your, no? <laughs> so what you do is you write down all the things that are stressing you, and then you go back and you, you sort of go through each one and you work out um, is it something that is out of your control? You know, is it something that you really need to just you know the old saying is if it's not my problem let it go yeah is it something that you need to prioritize and put to you and then you can write a priority list of the things you really need to work on and sometimes you'll come across annoying things like i need a new pair of shoes and you might just cross that off your list and say look you know what that can all just wait now to the new mm-hmm. year it's not a big deal so in doing that often you'll cross off half of your list that you thought you were really stressing about You'll come up with your list of the main things that you really want to focus on and then start to tackle them one at a time.
0: It's, it, I, I think the thing is, too, we, it's, in most cases, I mean, unless some massive event happens, it's not like stress just all of a sudden you go from being perfectly okay to being massively stressed. I mean, things are. there's this gradual incline or decline.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think that's one of the challenges these days is that, you know, chronic, unrelenting, unremitting stress is where we just wound up so often, so being busy so often that your baseline shifts from, say, 5 out of 10 to a 7 or an 8. When your new stress baseline is a 7 or an 8, it doesn't take too much extra for you to feel in that overwhelmed pile. All right, we have got time to take a look at herb number one, and this is, what, withania? Yeah, withania. So Indian ginseng, also known as ashwagandha or withania. It's a small woody plant with yellow flowers, native to India and North Africa, interestingly. Um, It's classified as an adaptogen, so it helps your body to adapt to stress. Um, It can help you to regain energy when you're feeling flat and exhausted and may also protect the brain from excessive stress damage. Um, It's been used for over 3,000 years as a natural remedy against a range of conditions, also used in modern medicine, to help with um, stress, anxiety, mood, blood sugar, and memory. So how does Withania actually work? It's interesting you say it it protects the brain from
0: excessive stress. What is it, at a mechanical level, what is it actually doing to sort of block all that away? It
1: contains chemicals that act as um, neuroprotective chemicals. They actually increase what's called brain-derived neurotrophic factor. So it actually encourages the production of neurotransmitters in the brain that are protective, And it also has a bit of an antioxidant capacity as well. We sort of have to remember with the brain, like, Years ago, we used to think that the blood had the brain had this blood-brain barrier, which made everything imperfect. Like nothing could affect the brain. We thought mm. we were really protected, but now we know that that blood-brain barrier is really quite leaky. In some respects, a little bit like how we get a leaky gut, you can get a leaky brain. So, um, but we know that these herbs some can more than cross, others, if we're honest. <laughs> <laughs> well, some these herbs can actually cross that um, blood-brain barrier where they're going to exert their effect. And withanine is awesome if. Say if you've you've had 12 months of just life's been really stressful and you're tired, you're exhausted, you're a bit adrenally, you know, flat as well, getting with any into a, a herb mix either on its own or with other herbs can really just start to repair and restore your resilience because that's what it's all about with stress management is it's what ways do we have to improve our resilience.
0: One of the three herbs that we're talking, talked with you earlier on, and you've got another herb this time, Peter, that's used in traditional Chinese medicine.
1: Yeah, well, remember, um, herbal medicine has been the traditional form of medicine since the day dot. So it's really only the last century that we've had access to the you know, wide range of pharmaceutical sort of medication. So up until then, herbs have been it. Um, and Romania is a herb used in traditional Chinese medicine. Uh, it has a light reddish purple flowers and a thick orange root. Um, and it's known for being an adrenal, a gentle adrenal tonic, supporting the adrenal glands during time of stress. Um, also, help to you stabilize the immune system, and also to treat inflammatory disorders like allergies, eczema, and dermatitis, and also autoimmune conditions as well. So, romania is one of those herbs. Again, when we talk about a, a, an adaptogen, and this is one of the wonderful things about herbs: when you take herbs, it's not you don't just take herbs for their one action herbs, and then once you sort of, so Romania, for example, um, helps with the adrenals, helps with our immune system, reduces inflammation, helps with balancing the immune system. So, you know, there's multiple actions. So by the time you work out an individualized formula, formula for someone, so say for someone like yourself with this tail end of your cold going on, I could put into a herb mix some Withania and Romania just to help with. Stress, wear and tear, getting tired. Not saying you are, you are, but you know, getting tired towards the end of the year. I could put in some um, herbs that are going to help to clear this mucus up. I could put you on some echinacea, um, maybe something um, you know, as a bit of a, a liver tonic as well. Not saying that you need a liver tonic, but. Everyone, do I, do I look like an alcoholic? <laughs> is that the look that Everyone, I have for you, Peter? We, it's often liver is always a herb that we tend to include mm. in a general herb mix as well. So you can see how like we could be covering. Do your you see a? System, do you see the large system. bottle? With,
0: I don't see a large bottle with the uh, p- brown paper bag wrapped around it. <laughs> it's under the table.
1: Now listen, everybody can do with a bit of liver love. Okay, so and then the other herb that I might put into your mix as well, mm. which is one of my favourite herbs apart from Withania is licorice. Yeah, this one I find interesting. I don't like the taste of licorice. Yeah, people seem to either really like it or really not like it. No, thank you. The great thing about licorice is that it's a really good um, disguiser. So if you like licorice, we often will put that in the mix as well because it will help to disguise some of the other... Um, unfortunate tasting herbs yeah, yeah. that we sometimes have to prescribe.
0: That's the way to do it, isn't it? I mean, if, if you can get something in a bit of a mix, you can kind of make it not as – uh, yeah. you can sort of soften that blow.
1: Yeah, yeah. And the only – one of the contraindications with licorice is if someone um, is concerned about um, blood pressure in certain individuals it can put blood pressure up a little bit.
0: Isn't, isn't that a bit of a, a dualism right there? Because you, you want to sort of combat stress, but we're going to throw something at you that's going to throw your blood pressure through the roof, potentially. Oh,
1: look, look, I would use licorice if someone's got low blood pressure. Yeah, if it's too low. You and can, adrenal you get exhausted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really good leveller. Um, and licorice, in, in a funny way, is kind of our version of um, cortisol. You know, someone might be prescribed cortisone yeah. for, you know, an inflammatory condition or yeah. autoimmune condition, whatever. Licorice, um, because of its role in um, stimulating anti-inflammatory hormones, it actually can help improve our cortisol production, but um, we use it as an adrenal tonic. Um, so, yeah, so it's like our version of cortisol or cortisone. And as an added bone, it's also excellent for the digestive system. So a lot of... Um, Uh, Gut support or gut repair products will have what's called deglycorized licorice, which is the licorice without the component that sometimes can cause diarrhea. But licorice can be quite good in that form for gut health as well.
0: All right. So there's the three herbs. You'll you'll come back in a moment and talk some more lifestyle tips that might also um, might assist with stress. Yeah. Yeah, we, we did some of the herbs that uh, that kind of work in stressful situations peter because there are a lot of lifestyle things that we that we all can be doing most of which are, are actually free so that's always good and a few just different changes that we can make
1: yeah look there's some really powerful things we can do because again one of the things that's one of the reasons we go through stress and stressful periods is that the next time that similar event happens and we can count that You know, if we're stressed now, we can count that more stresses are going to come. But hopefully the next time a similar event happens, a little voice in the back of our head says, hang on a minute, I've been here before, we survived this fine last time, we'll be okay? We'll be okay, or you'll be okay? Or talking multiple personalities here now, talking to myself. (laughs) But anyway, those little voices will say, you know, you'll be fine. So the stress there, again, it prepares us for that next episode, so... Some of the so really with stress managing stress we 're talking about how you can improve your resilience now, one of the ways you can think resilience, think fitness as well mm. if you 're actively engaging in regular exercise and over a three six twelve month period you 're getting fitter and fitter and stronger and stronger the next time something stressful happens, you definitely will cope better with that so exercise obviously is the the number one thing from uh improving your resilience point of view. Um, making sure your vitamin D levels are really good as well. Now, one of the great things you can do to start to um, get your resilience happening, of what we've talked on this show numerous times about sleep. And um, in my mind, the ideal time for us to be asleep, unless you're a shift worker, is 9.30 p.m. of a night time. You want to be asleep and out to it by then. And I know most people out there gasp and say, oh, that's way too early, but... If you're asleep at 9.30, then you can easily wake up at 6, go and do 30 to 45 minutes walk or exercise before the rest of the family's up if your kids are old enough, obviously. There there is a trick, though, if
0: you you have alternate working hours or your lifestyle doesn't allow for that. For um sure. how is it still just a matter of try and get the decent amount of sleep yeah. at that time yeah or at the time that you can
1: we do circadian rhythms pretty profound like that cycle that we should be with where we should wake up when the sun comes up and we should go to bed when the sun goes down or at least by nine thirty, ten o'clock at the latest um Getting up in the morning and getting that early morning sunlight into your eyes before you have your sunglasses on really helps stimulate endorphins as well. So unfortunately, people that do shift work have to try and find a way of managing that. Mm. You can actually buy lights that will mimic the sun. You know, they'll turn on, if you're a shift worker, they'll turn on slowly mimicking the sun coming up and they have a type of light that may talk to your circadian rhythm and may help. Um, shift workers, exercise is really critical, you know, working out when they're going to exercise that helps with their resilience as well, but good quality sleep. Um, practicing relaxation regularly, you know, yoga, yoga is great because at the end of every yoga session, generally you do some form of meditation. You're already in a bit of a relaxed state. And, um, one of the best ways of coping with stress is to try and be present. And interestingly, your body's always present. Our mind gets wandering wandering off, and our mind can be in the future in the past, whatever, but your body's always present, so when you go for a walk you 're sort of linking your back self back to the present, so it gives you a lot more space to be able to work out what 's going on so practice relaxation tai chi meditation um, there's some great apps you can get on and download onto your phone that you can do for free and um as I mentioned before like identify what areas of your life are causing you the most stress and then get some help read a book you know go and see a counselor um talk to someone about relationships um you know get some financial support redo your budgets you know like there's a lot of situations in life that we can do a lot to help ourselves and as I was saying before certain situations where we can't change things or we can't um make an out a difference to the outcome um, and it sounds glib, but like I love that saying, you know, if it's not my problem, you know, let it go. Someone did say to me, I wrote a couple of quotes down because I've been collecting these quotes for for stress. One of my favorites is, um, not my monkeys, not my circus. Yeah,
0: it's the other way around, not my circus, not my monkeys. Not my so circus, not my monkeys. So you failed, you failed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not my problem, let it go. I had a patient in the other day, had been to her doctor and the doctor had jokingly well, – or the patient had said to me that she thinks the doctor thinks – because, you know, sometimes people go to the doctor and they'll say they're not well. And the doctor will say, we've done all the tests. We can't find anything wrong with you. Mm. She said, basically, my doctor inferred that I've got imaginitis. <laughs> um, anyway, some of my um, nervous and, – and, and our language – I was listening to something yesterday on the radio and this lady was talking to this young girl who was going to be doing this camp over in Hawaii and she said, are you nervous about going? And she said, yeah, I'm really nervous. And I thought, we don't use nervous anymore. We've all jumped onto anxious.
0: Yeah, we've clicked that next step, haven't we?
1: We have. And even when we talk about feeling flat about something, we've jumped to depression. So I reckon we need to look at our language and go back to talking about, I'm a bit nervous about this. I feel a bit flat about this. And, Take ourselves back a step there with just the way. Anyway, that's my top tips for the morning for you, Mark. A great chat on
0: stress. Uh, Peter, will be back next uh, Tuesday on the radio with another health and well-being. As always, thank you for your time.
1: My pleasure, Mark.
0: Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.